Sip and Listen, the podcast meant to inspire, challenge, and empower you to collaborate while taking big actions. With your co-hosts, wellness team, Chris and Lisa Lupo, recruiting genius, Jennifer Rojas, credit master, Valerie James, the recovery expert, Dave Cook, and lover of all things marketing, Elisa Lane. Good morning, everybody. This is Lisa Lupo. I am joined today by my husband, Chris Lupo. Hello. We have a fun show. It's going to be a good one. It is going to be a good one. We have our beautiful friend, Priya, joining us today. Pretty Priya. (laughs) Yeah, we call her Pretty Priya. She's absolutely beautiful. And we have a lot to talk about today. Yes, we do. I'm excited. Thank you for having me, guys. Absolutely. Thank you Pleasure for joining us. Yeah, this is cool. It's, I'm really excited that we get to have this conversation and that it's recorded because I think there's going to be some really cool nuggets that people can take away, some really inspiring stuff that's going to come from Priya. So let's get right into it. So let's talk about Priya. Um, you're a business owner. So yes, Xperia Mac is your business. Um, talk a little bit about that, um, how you got into it, um, what you guys do, and... Yeah, share with us what it's all about. Sure. So um, the beginning of last year, um, I started thinking I need to do something with my life. I was, you know, full-time mom. My husband travels for work a lot. So I thought I need to get something going. I need to use my brain, do something with my life, you know, start looking for a business, something where I could, you know, still be there for the kids, but also own a business and keep my mind occupied. So I started searching um, and I found Experimac, which was awesome because it deals with all Apple products. And I loved it because I thought, hey, everyone loves technology. Everyone owns Apple devices. Well, almost everybody. Mm-hmm. And um, not everyone knows how to use it to its full capability. And myself being an Apple geek and I love my technology and gadgets, I thought this would be awesome. So I looked into it, and there was a business that was on sale in the neighborhood, and I decided to go and, you know, look at it, and I loved that concept. So we are um, in Chandler on Arizona and Ocotillo. We deal with all Apple. We buy, we sell, we trade, we repair. We basically save you the hassle of going to the Apple store. You know, if you have a broken Apple um, phone screen, 45 minutes in and out, no appointments needed. We specialize in pre-owned Apple computers and laptops, so you can save a ton of money, 40 to 60% off of brand new. Apple throws all these technologies on us, which, you know, I think 80% of the population doesn't even need to use. We use it mostly for word processing, Facebook, Mm -hmm. internet. So a four-year-old or five-year-old computer will just do the same. So you're saving a good ton of money, and it's perfect for students. You know, parents, you can save a lot of money getting your uh, kids into one of these going through college. It will last them a lifetime, you know. So so you guys have MacBooks? We do. I know where I'm getting mine. Yeah, (laughs) we have iMac. Max as well. So we and we have phones, we have iPads, so everything Apple. We have awesome. it all. Yeah, I was just telling you the other day I need to bring my computer, my screen. I've spilled coffee on it twice <laughs> <Yes>. now. <laughs> yeah. And thankfully they repaired it to where it still works, but my yeah. screen is looking pretty rough. Um, and yeah. I have a broken button and so I, I definitely need to come see you. Yes, please do. You know, but we'll we'll get you set up and looking brand new all over again. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. So tell me, I know recently you started doing this new thing in your business that is all about 
celebrating, shining the light on female business owners. Yes. So I know that's something new that you're doing, and it's I've seen the first the first episode or the first video that you guys did. Um, talk talk a little bit about that, like your inspiration behind that, or why you started that. Yeah, I just really wanted to empower women. Being a business owner or a woman business owner myself, I thought, you know, the struggle is real. There are other women out there in the community. I was wondering how are they uh, coping, being a mom, being a business owner, and, you know, just being a woman in the business in the business industry. How is it affecting their life? How are, what changes are they making or how are they having to cope with, with certain situations? So I thought instead of just finding it out for myself, why don't I share that information? Because you never know, there might be other women out there who are wanting to start a business but are hesitant to take the next step. So I just started uh, interviewing these amazing women business owners in the community. Um, So every Friday, it's called Female Friday. Couldn't get any more original than that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I interview all these, these amazing ladies, find out what their why is. Why did they start that business? What was their passion? What was Mm -hmm. their vision? What are their struggles? How are they making an impact in this world through their business? Um, And I just wanted to get deep into it because I just feel like, you know, this information should be out there for all of us to just understand and see why do people get into the business? You know, like what was my vision to get into into this business? What did I think I could provide to the community? And I want other people to see that as well, that, you know, I did spend the money to to invest in this business, to share an idea and to give you a service. So I need that support locally. And I think a lot of small businesses go through the same thing. You know, we rely on reviews, rely on word of mouth. So why not empower the women and help them out there? So it was a thought that I had. And, you know, I just wanted to just go ahead and do it. I have just stopped holding back on things that I think I should do and I'm just I've been scared but you know a lot of things have happened which I know we're going to talk about that have just inspired me to just go ahead and and take the next step well thoughts become things they do if you allow them absolutely you honestly have to allow them to become things yeah we block ourselves a lot you know we talked about this the other day when we were having coffee about yes just being worried about what other people think and having these ideas and knowing intuitively that this is something that you're meant to do it's you know and even just hearing you talk about it right now you have so much passion about being able to highlight these women and and give give to other people this this inspiration and this this information it seems like it's such a beautiful uh connection to your business because it's so much more than technology right it's so much more than just the computers and the phones and absolutely you know those those benefit our lives in some way but this is like the icing on the cake. It's like what what you're doing with this business that you've created, it's totally taking it to the next level because now here you are, this business owner that's helping people with their Apple products that's also doing something huge in the world, helping other women. Giving and, back. Yeah, yeah, giving back and it's and, beautiful. You know, it's it's sad that how, you know, women should be able to support other women because only one woman can understand what another woman is going through. But there have been instances, and I'm sure in every one of our lives where women put each other down yeah. and they will they will look at you as a threat or a competition mm-hmm. which I feel needs to stop mm-hmm. because you know at the end of the day mm-hmm. I have two girls what am I going to leave them with in this world so I can only do a little bit and I decided I'm just going to do my part and try and make a difference 
where I can and show other women and work with other women and show them that, you know what, we can be there for each other. You know, Mm -hmm. why do I have to dress down just because I don't want to be given the looks or I don't want to be uh, pointed at? You know, if I'm if I have if I have something, I'm going to show it. I want to I want to, uh, you know, be approved for it. Mm -hmm. And if I'm confident in the way I'm walking and in the way I'm dressing and the way I'm doing, then you should be there to say, oh, my God, this is amazing. You are beautiful. You know, not say, oh, you know, I don't want to talk to you. Right. (laughs) You know, because you are so beautiful and so empowering. You know, what's what's that quote, Lisa, about dimming your light? Yeah, there's a Marianne Williamson quote that I'm going to totally butcher. It's a long one, but it it basically states that, you know, you dimming your light does not serve the world. Yeah. And when you dim your light because you're worried about outshining someone else, mm-hmm. you basically don't empower others to let their light shine. Yeah. And it's 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 that whole idea of collaboration over competition of Absolutely. you know, when you're when you're threatened by someone else, you have to really look inside at what is that that's coming up for me? These fears, these Absolutely. doubts, these <clears throat> these things that I'm hating on other people. Um, and it's really a reflection of our own stuff, right? But sometimes Absolutely. it's so hard to ignore that when you feel someone threatened by you, you feel someone is putting you down or disapproving of you or who you are. And we talked about this the other day, yeah. that, that idea of as soon as you begin to rise up, as soon as you begin to soar and step into your truth and step into who you are, mm-hmm. you're going to rattle the mm-hmm. people who still live in fear of what others think. Absolutely. That You're going to yes. rattle them. And 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 I always love saying this that they're they're not really haters. So people say I have all these haters they're or secretly you're admired. They're secretly yeah. inspired by you. Yeah. Because if they if they were really true haters and they didn't like you, they'd just go away. Absolutely. But there's a reason they're following. There's yep. a reason they're watching. Mm-hmm. Even if they're not, you know, on Facebook liking, liking. and commenting, yes. they're watching you and they're yeah. secretly inspired. There's something about you that they wish they had the courage to step into. Yeah. And my I always say to people like Use that as inspiration to keep going, knowing that you're inspiring. Lead, lead by example. And yeah. that's what you're doing. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Exactly. I just think it's so awesome that you're doing that, that you're, oh, thank you. You, you know, you've had some hesitancy, you've had some fear around it, and you're I just have. saying, who am I serving by holding myself back? Absolutely. And I feel that, you know, so the beginning of last year um, has, has been a big year for me. You know, I, uh, I just sat one day just woke up and said, you know, what is my purpose? What am I supposed to do with my life? You know, there has to be more to just doing the everyday chores, being a mom, being a wife, you know, but there has to be more that I need to do. And I, I started meditating. I've been wanting to meditate for a while. But you know what, I feel like until you're not ready to take that step right. and and accept it and yeah. get into it, it's not going to happen. You're going to block it. Yeah. yeah. So, but once your body's ready, once you're ready, and once you're there, and you're ready to deep dive in, uh, deep inside and mm-hmm. figure out what it is that your purpose is on this earth. And I believe we all have a purpose. We all are fighting our battles. Yep. You know, no one's here. Uh, fighting a bigger battle than the other. We all have our own battles. And the way we deal with it is what makes us strong, makes us different, and uh, purposes our tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I just used to, I started meditating. Um, I had this urge to just give up meat. I became vegetarian because I felt like I was just 
you know, polluting my inner self with with the the meats. Again, this was just a thought that I went through. I felt deeply to give it up. And I just felt a connection. I had this awakening where I was like, no, there has to be more to life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the business came up. I, you know, I, I went into it and it came to me. I was looking for it, yes. I manifested, yes. I yes. wanted to get into business, yep. but it came to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at that time, I, I figured, you know what? This is my way to go. You know, this is what I want to do for my career. This is the way I, I need to do. And I will say it was one of the best things because I learned so much. I met amazing people. I met you guys because I was in business. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, so what we go through teaches us so much and brings into our lives to take us to the next step yep. of yep. what we want to go to, what we are ready for. Yep. Learning how to use everything as a gift and a, and a means of contrast so Absolutely. you could learn and grow. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And every instance in our life teaches us something. Yep. And we always have to keep that in mind that at that moment in life, what is happening to us is for the best for us at that moment. It's all right. It is. And we're going to move on from that moment. And once we do things will be better and we would have learned a lesson. And the most important thing is that we now use that lesson and make sure we don't make those same mistakes again. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, so I mean, I've tried a couple of businesses earlier. I used to bake cakes. I've taught kids how to dance. I mean, I started so many different things. But you know what? I learned something from them. I knew I didn't want to do those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. It's contrast. You know? yeah. yeah. And um, you just have to move on. I didn't give up. I kept trying. I kept mm -hmm. trying. And, you know, today I'm, I'm, I'm proud where I am. I'm not, I might not be making a lot of money, but at the end of the day, you know what? I've learned a lot. I'm confident. And I know that this is only going to get better. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's all part of the path, right? Like all of those other things that you did and every experience that we've had, like when we can really look at it and say every single thing, like Chris just said, you're right where you're never in the wrong place. You're, it's always yes. right where you are. Because yeah. if you believe that life happens for you, mm -hmm. then you know that even even obstacles, even things that seem like just horrible, which and we're going to get into some really cool stuff in a little bit here, but things that happen to us that seem just unfair and just wrong and just all of these things that we're conditioned to believe right yes when something happens if we can look at them as a gift and look at them as a lesson and know that this is in my path for a reason yes and my job now is to figure out what that reason is like what's the gift here Absolutely. what's on the other side of this that's gonna be incredible that's gonna yes. make my life so much more beautiful and we're gonna get into that but before we do <laughs> i want to ask you about um, just a little bit about where you grew up and, you know, becoming a citizen here and all of yes. that. Like there's a whole little story around that. So yeah. let's talk about that. Again, I'm going to go back to last year because I think last year was just an amazing year for me. Um, so I grew up in Africa in, in a small country called Zambia, which is in South Central Africa. It's a landlocked country. Um, I was five when my parents moved there. So we grew up there. It's, it's, a, it's a third world country, but it's, it's an amazing place. We had a very small, you know, Indian community. Uh, you know, I'm Indian. We moved from India. And um, just growing up in a place like that just opens your eyes for when I moved here um, 14 years ago when I got married to my husband, he, he's, been, he's been in Phoenix for a while. Um, I moved here and, uh, you know, I just realized that we take so many things for granted living yeah. in a place like, yeah. like America. Uh, in between, you know, um, I did go, to, I was in London for a bit. I, I finished my education there, got married and moved here. 
But being here and living a lifestyle here just made me realize that we take things for granted. Big time. Um, and then we, I got my citizenship in July last year, a day after my birthday. So it was amazing, you know, how things just came into place. And I was like, wow, I get to vote. A thing uh, 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 that I've never been able to do in my life because wow. I never belonged anywhere. Just simple as voting. And I remember when the judge over there was like, would somebody please share their story on what this means to them? Um, I went up and I talked about how we are so privileged in a country like this to have water coming through the through the faucet 24-7. Mm-hmm. We have electricity 24-7. We have healthcare where we can rely on. Because growing up in Africa, uh, it is very, very tough. There is load shedding, which means that the whole country has to share electricity because if the dam isn't in, uh, making enough water because they rely on hydroelectricity, guess what? There's not electricity for the whole of of the of the country. Wow. So we we would have electricity from ten to six. Another place would have it from you know six to eight, and then. This, these are just people who are at least living, you know, in the in the town area. And the people who are living in the rural area and the villages don't even get that. Wow. You know, but you know what? The thing is, they're still happy. Yeah. yeah. They still make do, you know. They'll mm-hmm. use charcoal. They'll plant their own uh, plants in the back, um, you know, their own vegetables. Um, and they, they still are able to live the life that we all want to live right. with the little bit that they have. And over here, we we really take these things for granted. Um, A couple of years ago, my husband and I decided to move back to Zambia um, because there was a business opportunity. And um, we, you know, got we got back thinking, you know what, it it can't be that bad. I grew up there. I I took my daughter. She was only nine months old, but she had malaria four times in two years. And that just scared us. And my husband would freak out. He'd be like, no, I don't want her to play outside. I don't want mosquitoes to bite her because the medication for the malaria is not is not good. Mm -hmm. And we just decided, you know what, I have the opportunity to give my kids a better life. So I moved back here with my with my daughter. I had my second daughter here, and my husband travels back and forth. So I'm here with my kids, and you know we decided we'll sacrifice this and we'll give them the better life, which we never um, had. And obviously, my parents did the best they could. Sure. So I'm going to do mm-hmm. the best that I can for my kids. Absolutely. And I we take them back every year to show them how privileged they are. Right. You know that we have to be very grateful for the little things in life. You know that matter, just like water and electricity. Yeah. Well, Chris and I always talk about the whole the whole idea behind gratitude is where it all starts, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I know you have a morning routine, very, very diligent morning routine with, with that. Every morning. You know, I, like I said, I've told before on other, other podcasts or videos, I, I used to have a hard time writing three things I was grateful for. Yeah. Three. Now... I can do two pages, sometimes three. I know. I have to pages. stop myself. Yeah. I and have to like, stop myself. Before I know it, I'm 45 minutes into it. And so it's just amazing. And it's, so, and it's not something that happens overnight. No. It's something I had to build. It's a skill. Yeah. You, you really have to learn and start very general with the fact I'm grateful for a roof over my head. I'm or gra- even the bed that you're sleeping on. The bed you're sleeping in, yeah. your car. The water, the, the g- water. electricity. Yeah. Like I mean, said, yeah. and once you start seeing all those things, you start building momentum, and yeah. then you can get a little bit, you know, it, it branches out from there. Absolutely. And, it, and you, then, you, you know, you're grateful for your parents. You're grateful for your family, your, whatever, yes. your dog, everything. So it's, it just it grows, and, and it's a skill, but like any skill, like developing, building a muscle in the gym, it's a, it's, it takes time. It's a process, yes. and you have to be consistent. Mm-hmm. 
and you have to be diligent. You have to continue to work at it. So a lot of times people will start something and then you realize they're not very good at it. Mm-hmm. And so they'll quit. They'll quit, yeah. You know, so building that gratitude skill is a process. And the energy that you give. Yes. Even at the gym when you're working mm-hmm. out, you know you're working on a particular muscle. Yep. So you have to give energy to it. Mm-hmm. You have to think about it. Absolutely. Our minds are so powerful. Mm-hmm. And I feel as humans, we underuse our, our, our capability yeah. of our minds. It, well, we rely too much on our subconscious mind. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's something that people really need to master that, you know what, your thoughts are talks with the universe. Yep. So you have to have the best thoughts. You have to have the clean thoughts. You have to have the thoughts where you want to be because that's what the universe will give you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, going back to the whole gratitude thing of, you know, why would source, energy, universe, God, whoever, whatever you want to use to describe that, um, bring more to your life if you're not already grateful for the simple things. Absolutely. Like the water. Like, the, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes it takes hardships or it takes being in an experience like where you grew up um Mm -hmm. to have that contrast you know to say wow i've seen the other side of this i am so grateful yeah for this and i really believe that a lot of times we get things placed in our path that are hardships for that exact reason to show us hey you have so much to be grateful for i know chris and i had an experience recently around that just dealing with an experience we had and then running into a homeless family, like within mm-hmm. minutes of this experience we had that was like a hardship for us. And then seeing the contrast of wow, wow, we have it so good. Mm-hmm. First world problems. And it ta- exactly. Yeah. And it takes some time. Yeah. It's like reality. It's yes. like, hey, wait a second here. You are blessed. You, you are, are blessed. blessed. And you need to look around you and really be aware of all the blessings and all of the the gifts. Absolutely. You know, that we all have, especially living here. Yeah. And they need to be heartfelt. Mm -hmm. They can't just, you just can't say thank you. You have to really feel that. And when you actually feel it, you feel it in your core. Right. And it shines through. Mm -hmm. And it's just an amazing feeling when you get there, how life just unfolds in front of you. Yep. Yep. And it's so Mm -hmm. exciting. Yeah. I just, I just love it. I can't be excited enough. (laughs) And it's cool when you realize life is happening for you. Yes. You know, when you all of a sudden you start recognizing everything that's coming towards you, you're like, wow, this is happening for me. You think it and it happens. (laughs) And that is just the most amazing feeling because you know you're right there. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. It's addicting. It is. It's a good addiction. It is. (laughs) This is the way it never stops. Find find what works and keep doing it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so we have some juicy stuff to get into. Yes. Um, some really, really cool inspirational s- a st- story that, that we're going to share, that you're going to share. And, um, you know, I just hope that the listeners, that those of you that are listening, just can feel the passion and the, uh, just the vision that you have, Priya, because it's just, it's so beautiful. I know there's so many people out there who are struggling with different ailments. And, you know, there's two ways to look at life right either life is happening to me Mm -hmm. and I'm a victim and poor me which we've all been there I've done that you know I catch myself and there's the the lens of looking through of life is happening for me yes and this story your story is such a perfect example of how do you put a positive spin on something so incredibly challenging and you've done that I have and I proudly say that I really have yes Um, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month Um, and this is it's a it's a perfect time to be here because um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer in December 
last year. So last year, you know, I'm just going to go back again, you know, when I had the self, you know, the awakening and the awareness of what I want to do with my life, what's my purpose, the meditation, I knew there was something out there that I, I meant to do. I just knew it. And it just, you know, life took me to that path. I got the business, I got the citizenship, everything was great. And I still felt empty. I still felt like, you know what, there's some there's something mm-hmm. else, you know, I'm not living my life to the purpose I'm supposed to. And, and I, be, I truly believe, you know, we all are here on a purpose. But what is it? What is it that I'm supposed to do? I still felt empty. And in December, um, one evening, I woke up, um, I was awakened at night, and I had this really sharp pain in, in my my right side. And um, I was like, Oh, my God, maybe I pulled a nerve at the gym because we did do upper body that day. But when I went back to bed, and I woke up the, in the morning, I felt something had changed in my life. And I was excited hmm. to tell my husband that I was going to have a f- call with him, you know, I was going to call him and be like, you know what, something has changed, I know something's going to happen. And I'm honestly not making this up. Like, these are my thoughts that that went through my head. Intuition. Yeah. And um, I had my appointment with my OBGYN, you know, regular woman appointment yep. that we go for every, you know, year. I went to see her. And, um, you know, she was doing the physical test and she felt my breast and she said, what is this? I'm like, it's my boob. She's like, no, what is this? And I was like, oh, I was like, I don't know. I was like, maybe I pulled a muscle at the gym last night. She goes, no, you need to go get this checked out. And at that moment, I knew, I just knew that this is more than just um, pulling a muscle at the gym. And um, I had my haircut appointment after that. Uh, and I was just like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll call and I'll make that appointment to go get the mammogram done. I went for my haircut and I cut my hair short because I knew that uh, this is the beginning of a journey. Um, hmm. I went for my mammogram the next day. Um, it took longer than it usually does, according to, you know, the technician. And um, they said that uh, this seems abnormal and we'll have to do some more tests. And, um, you know, the, it, it kept going that Tuesday. It was a Tuesday when I went in for the mammogram. By Friday, I was trying to get in with, a, with a, the breast surgeon who was going to do some more tests. And they did not have anything available until like two weeks out. And I said, no, I can't wait that long. And um, the following day, they called me back and said, after looking at your reports, the doctor wants you to come in on, f- on Friday for some tests and a biopsy. And I had my confirmation right there. I knew that this was breast cancer. And I was not scared one bit. If anything, I, this may sound crazy, but I was excited mm-hmm. because I knew this is what's going to change my life. I knew this is what I have to go through to get to the, the next level of what my life is about or is going to be about. And um, I, I believe that you have to go through a struggle to be able to, to live that, that purposeful life. Because if you don't struggle, if you don't feel it, if you don't live it, you cannot move past it and you cannot help others in the way you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. And my journey began um, end of December. Um, I had a right breast mastectomy. And the, the surgeon that I met and the people that I've met through this journey have just been amazing. 
my surgeon flew down from San Francisco a day earlier because my insurance was going to um, finish up and then I'd have to start the process again. And she said, no, Priya, we're going to get this done. She flew down early, straight from the airport on a Saturday, got wow. me checked in, and she did my surgery for me. Wow. She, she didn't have to. You know, I had no relationship with her. I was just referred to her by my OB. But it was just amazing that this lady went out of her way to do this for me. And I, I strongly believe it's because the energy that I, we put out there, you know, you attract those kind of people in your lives. Those are the people that you meet. Those are people that carry you forward and take you to the next phase in your life. And she's living her purpose and helping She's you. living, yes, she is. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that, you know, she saw me early, even though they didn't have a two week, uh, they didn't have an appointment for two weeks out and it just worked out. And the thing for me was, how do I share this with my family? Because mm-hmm. the word cancer, it's just scary. it scares everyone. Yep. I still remember when um, I got the call from my doctor um, saying, confirming it was cancer. My husband was going to be traveling uh, back from Zambia over here. And I was in a in a poll, like, should I tell him or not? Because I don't know how his flight's going to be. He's got this 24-hour flight to take. And here I am telling him that, I have breast cancer. But you know what? I thought, you know what? I'm just going to tell him because I think he needs to he needs to get it out of his system. And I needed for him to talk with his parents and let them know that this is what's happening and not to worry about it. Because I knew from that moment that I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I, I did not even once in my mind feel like this is the end of my life or this because I knew that I have to get through this to be able to live my purpose. And I knew once I get past this, it'll all be fine. Never in my mind did I have a thought that this is the end of my life. I actually believe this was a second chance at life mm-hmm. because now after I go through this, I will actually do what I'm meant to. I'm not going to think about things anymore. I'm actually just go going to get up and do them. I'm not going to sit there and just let it be a thought. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make it an action. You action. said to me something that was really cool that was, you said, you know, my my body, my physical body may have cancer growing yes. in it, but my soul I'm doesn't. okay. Yeah. yeah, you said, I am fine. I am, I am not sick. Yeah. You know, and the first thing that people say when they hear this diagnosis is, you know, it's it's natural to, oh my gosh, you know, they feel horrible and, and it's it's uncomfortable because you don't know how to react to someone, yes. how to respond. I even remember our interaction. I was like, how do I react to this? Because I'm devastated for you, but you're not devastated. No. And you you took on that that job of being the, being the strong one in the situation for your family, for the people around you, because you knew that they were feeding off of you. Absolutely. Absolutely, because I knew if I wasn't strong, it would hurt them even more. I had to be strong for them and for myself. And honestly, I didn't even have to try hard because I remember having a conversation with my sister. She goes, you should go talk to somebody, have professional help. I feel like you're in denial. And I'm (laughs) like, I am not. I'm like, I honestly do not feel like this is going to break me. I even remember the the day I was going to get surgery done. This was like the December 30th. And I was like, I love New Year's. Like, I am the person who'll get up and dance into the New Year's. And I was like, man, I'm going to be in the hospital. So I'm like cleaning the house, getting things ready. And I remember I have the the mop in my hand and I'm just dancing away. And my husband's videotaping me. And he goes, (laughs) 
you don't even look like you're going to go for surgery. I'm like, you know what? It's not phasing me, honestly. Like, I don't care. I'm going to live this moment. I spent, I had a great Christmas with my kids and I knew, okay, New Year's was going to be blah, but I'm going to go dance right now. Why do I have to wait till New Year's? Mm -hmm. And this was just a couple of hours before the surgery. And it's because I knew I accepted the situation. I didn't fight it. I didn't sit there and say, no, this can't be true. I accepted it. And I think that made it so easy because I was like, okay, I have breast cancer. I'm not the first person to have breast cancer. There is treatment for this. Let's just do what needs to be done. You know, my eyes were on the end goal and I knew I probably won't get there on a straight road. I'll probably have to take a bit of detours, but I know I'm going to get there. And it'll be a little tough, but I have to go through it. This is my fight. Mm -hmm. This is my pain. And I have to deal with it. I had a lot of help from family. My parents flew down. You know, my husband adjusted his schedule for work, what he needed to be there. Um, But you know what? I made sure that I was just okay. I remember times when my mom would sit there and cry for me. And I would look at her and be like, mom, why are you crying? Look, at I'm okay. Like this really, she goes, I don't understand how you're doing this, you know. And my daughter would be <laughs> like, mom, when you were at work, I saw um, grandma crying because she was feeling so bad for you. And I was like, why is she crying when I am okay? I honestly didn't let this take me down. And, you know, I don't know what it was, but I think I was being prepared for it earlier on in the year. So Mm -hmm. when I got the news of breast cancer, it didn't break me. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm ready for it. Bring it on. You know, if this is what you're going to make me go through before I find my purpose, bring it on. And now I feel like I just need to help other women. I need to help other people, show them that, you know what, finding out any kind of disease or any kind of thing that brings you down, it's not the end of the world. It's just a way to make you stronger and to get you to the other side. And you can do this. You can fight it because if you're strong in your mind and you just say to yourself, you know what? I got this. Mm-hmm. This ain't got me. Nothing mm. can stop you. I love that. Dr. Wayne Dyer was diagnosed with, with leukemia yes. at one point. And when he died, he had no traces of leukemia in his body. Yeah. So, I mean. And it was all positive thinking, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it's just amazing how we can get this. Yep. You know, I mean, it's um, you have to surround yourself with with positive people. But at sometimes some situations you can handle in a certain way and other people can't. But you can't let their frequency, their vibration Mm -hmm. and their energy bring you down. You need to stay focused on on where you need to go. You know, and it is just it's it's just amazing. And I am honestly in such a happy place. You know, I mean, the chemo was really testing. You know, I had first four, the four chemo treatments. Those were like the worst. That's where I lost my hair. My skin became beautiful. So I was like, wow, like this is <laughs> awesome. You know? <laughs> I had never felt my skin so smooth. Um, you know, and it the first four treatments of chemo were, were very tough on me. There was a time where even just walking into my treatment center, I would feel like, you know what, I, I can't do this. I was like, just walking in, you it's, it's just, it scared me. Yeah. It's like, I'm going, I know I'm going to feel nauseous. I know I'm going to feel sick and I'm going to hate it. Every time after the treatment, it would take me six days to get back up. All I would do is go home, sleep, wake up just to eat. And you, you don't look your best. You look horrible. You look in the mirror. But then I just knew this is temporary. Next year, this time, everything will be great. And guess what? I'm going to have new hairstyles. I'll grow my hair in a different way. 
I'll have a new boob. <laughs> you know, I was, I was just looking at all the positive things, you know. It's like it did not take me down. Okay, I'm not eating well right now, but tomorrow I'll feel better. And there was always three days in between the next chemo treatment where I'd have the energy. And my first thing I would do is clean the house. And my mom would be like, oh, she's feeling better today because she's up. She's cleaning the house. I clearly am not cleaning the house well. <laughs> you know, but I just kept going. I did what I needed to do. And my girls are looking at this. My my girls are watching this. And, um, you know, they're learning from it. They're learning that, you know what, nothing can keep you down. And I had conversations with them where I'm like, if you have any questions, ask me. I'm right here. And they were fine. Well, you, you know? chose to make the best of it. You, I did. You, you t- chose to embrace the and celebrate the, the, the resistance and the challenge. Yeah. What a cool way to show not only your kids, but the world right now, because now this is recorded, right? To show the world what cancer can look like. Yeah. Right? Because cancer looks like, right? We all believe cancer looks like it's terrible, it's painful, it's your life's over, you know, it's poor me and poor her, and oh my gosh, how am I going to help this person? Or how? It's just like all this, all of these just terrible feelings, terrible feelings. Absolutely. And as soon as you hear the word cancer, it brings on these emotions of just heartbreak and just all of these things right all of these bad emotions and it's like your story is so cool because it's just it's giving it a new face yeah it's like cancer doesn't have to be this ugly thing doesn't you know yes it may be a temporary setback Mm -hmm. you know but the beauty in the cancer is the person that it allows you to become and the, the way that you get to show other people. It's like you hear about people that lose limbs or that they have some crazy tragedy happen and they go on to do these crazy awesome things, right? Yeah. And you think, wow, okay, that's what this looks like. Absolutely. Right? It can look like whatever you choose it to look like. Absolutely. And I used to see that in my husband's eyes, you know, like I know he was he would always tell me he goes, I did not know you were such a rock star. I did not know you were so strong. But in his eyes, I could see how bad he felt for me. And I would just look at him and be like, you know what, it's okay. Like, don't feel bad for me. This is I have to go through this. This is my fight. And but we'll be fine. I was like, you know, you can't get rid of me that easily. You're like, you're not that lucky. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, like he and him just being strong there with me, that plays a big role. I'm part of some of these Facebook groups where, you know, a lot of women are complaining about how their husbands can't handle it and how a lot of women are going through this and the people around them are leaving them. And I, the one thing I comment on that is, you know what, forgive them and move on because they don't know what to do. They don't know how to handle it. They cannot understand the fact that you're so strong and you're okay with it and they just don't know how to handle it. So just forgive them and move on because the people that you're going to meet through this journey are going to be amazing. My oncologist that I met, I had a couple of, I actually met two oncologists and um, you know, you just connect with somebody. One I did not connect with, but the other uh, other one who my oncologist right now is, he is just an amazing amazing man anytime he would walk in the room to see me he'd come in with the smile that just assured me that I was what I was feeling I'm going to be okay I would be okay the way he explained everything to me the way he got me through this was amazing his staff at um at the the chemo center the nurses all so amazing you know that support is there but Um, again it has to come from within you too if you're willing and open to get that help and be there and be positive and show people you know what I got this 
just give me what you got they'll give you the best of it and it's just amazing i go back there and you know i'm always going to meet them and hang out with them because i miss them i was like i don't miss being in that chair where you're treating me <laughs> but i miss hanging out with you it was like every tuesday was chemo day and i would mm-hmm. look forward to it after the first four treatments the next 12 were amazing i would drive myself and you know my dad was here with me my mom was here with me but it was just like it just got me through and um and I'm just so excited now because I feel like now I have a benchmark, you yeah. know, where I'm like, if I can get through chemo and I can get through cancer, you know what? I can get through anything. I got this. Yeah. You know, I, I got this. And that was my tag. I got this, yep. you know, and I, I appreciate everyone being there with me, checking up on me. I know you would always text me to find out. But this was my fight that I just had to get through and I had to do it on my own. And um, it's taught me a lot. Well, and the power of the mind is, speaks for itself. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's just amazing what you can do if you in, if your intentions are to to be healthy and to Absolutely. to heal. You know, because we we'd already we don't even know we already allow the mind to be conditioned to do negative things. Negative things. You know, yes. Subconscious mind, habitual mind. You know, it's it's everything we've done from everything we experience, and and it can run your life. Yep. And so, yeah. if that can work, why can't we intentionally program it with Absolutely. the right information? You know, and it's it's like a computer. Yeah. Yep. You know, you're reprogramming mm-hmm. your hard drive. You know, Absolutely. and so. Why not put a good hard drive in? Absolutely. I mean, all old habits came from somewhere. We Absolutely. started that way, but we can put in new habits. And they were thoughts. They were thoughts. Point. Yeah. But again, that's what was best for us at that point. Things change. Sure. And what we were taught from our parents is best for them. What's That's what they knew best. But guess what? Now things are different. And we are able to make our own choices and, and decide for ourselves what's new and what is good for us. And, and I just want to commend both of you on what you're doing on helping people get through their everyday struggles with your resilience and your willpower through your mind, body, and, tra- and trans- you know, transformation thing that you're doing. It's just amazing. You know, I mean... You don't have to do it, but right. you're doing it right. because that's what you feel passionate about. Well, that's that's what I've learned recently was my purpose, yeah. you know. And so I've been in the trainer for 25 years, and up until about a month and a half ago, two months ago, I thought that was my purpose, yeah. training people in the gym. And then, you know, I've realized that it, it's much bigger than that. It's it's helping people, but helping people have transformations really not just physically. Yes. But spiritually yep. and and with their mind emotionally, it's a package. because you have to have that emotional and the mental and the spiritual if you're going to keep the physical. Yes, you know, and you got to have that Absolutely. stuff first. Yeah, you have to be there together, right. mind, body, and spirit. Absolutely. You can't just be body there, but mind not there. Right, you have to be there together. Yep. Well, perfect examples. Look at your story, right? So, yeah. I mean. You were not in a situation where you could go to the gym and work out, going through chemo and all the stuff that you were going through. What had to be, what were you, what were you working out the most? What were you becoming the most fit was your mind and your spirit. Yeah. That's where you put all of your energy and that's transformation right there. Mm-hmm. That's tra- your, is. your cancer story and your journey through that is transformation. It's a different type of transformation, sure. but it's. Yeah absolutely beautiful you know it's not the physical body it's it's spiritual it's the mind it's it's the way that you look at life you know it's what you're inviting in now yeah you know and actually wanted to get into just the the little bit of time we have left um talking about the your meditation room that's absolutely gorgeous and that's by the way that's on our vision board it's been on my my vision board for the past three years to have a meditation room with a restoration spa 
Yeah, in this when I got diagnosed with uh, with cancer, my husband was like, "Okay, you know, uh, you're into meditation," and I always wanted a space. So that was our project. We actually worked on that. My husband went out of his way and made this for me. We cut out. He cut out big pipes, and we painted each one of them. That's what got us through the waiting time of yeah. you know after the surgery. I was like, okay, we spent time together because we were going to be home, and that's what we worked on. And it's come out so beautiful. I, I joke around. I tell my my mother in law and father in law that you know you know the Taj Mahal was built by the love uh, by a king for the love of his uh, his 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 wife. He mm-hmm. built it for her, and I was like, this my husband built for <laughs> for me. <laughs> this is his love for me, you know, and it's just amazing. I wake up to that every morning, and it just fills me with joy that I'm so blessed to have a wonderful partner, you know, to go through this journey with. It's just amazing. Yeah. And we've been, you know, we have a we have a community on Facebook called Transformational Living. Yes. And Priya, I'll let you guys all know, Priya has been contributing in our community with some really cool teachings and around mindfulness, around um, meditation and just, you know, sharing what you've learned over the last year of of implementing this stuff in your life and um, really being in control of of how in the creation of your life yeah instead of letting a life happen to you being in the creation of life and so um i kind of want to move into a little bit of that the teachings that you're doing and you know um just that part of you that part of your passion which is in you've realized now is kind of getting more towards wanting to to help other people in that way what do you see yourself doing with that in the future well you know, I mean, again, I just feel like the, when the right people walk into your life and they, they truly believe in you, you you blossom. And Lisa, you were one of those people. Um, you know, I mean, we've been wanting to meet for so long, but I believe when the time was right, mm-hmm. because you had to go through what you were going mm-hmm. through, Chris having to go through his transformation and Lisa hearing that. And then when Nisa and I met, it's like we just started off where we left. But when we talked... The things we talked about was just so amazing. We talked from the heart. We connected from the heart. And um, I told her about the meditation and everything. And you just said, oh, my God, like Chris is going through the same thing. And the things we were listening mm-hmm. to. So you knew exactly what I was going through, what my li- where my life was going, yep. because we were right there. We were at the same place. And I remember you calling me and saying, why don't you just contribute to our transformational living? And I was like, why? Okay. I was like, if you believe I can, I will. I never thought I could. And that's what just encouraged me. And I'm like, you know what? Why am I not sharing this? Because you know what? I feel like everybody knows this. But you know what? Not everybody knows it. And Mm. sometimes when you see someone who's who's just an average person like me or who's just someone who's closed in your community doing it, you believe, you know what? I can do this Mm -hmm. if she can do it. So... I'm just very open now to, you know what, I will do it. I'll share it. And that's why I'm here sharing my story today. I started the Female Friday um, because, you know what, I feel like I can. I can do this. I can share my learning. I can share what I have to give to the world. And maybe this is my purpose. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But this is the beginning of it. And, you know, and I'm thankful to you, Lisa, for for encouraging me and believing in me. Well, I'm thankful for you to contribute (laughs) in that way. It's such you have such the most beautiful energy and just peace, this peace and calm about you. That is so beautiful. 
And, you know, I mean, I can talk about meditation and I can talk about mindfulness and all these things. And Chris can attest to this. But I'm, you know, I'm an intense person, right? I'm kind of bold and intense. And it's so interesting, the two, right? (laughs) But to meet you and, and talk to you and hear you speak about all this stuff, it's just so I, the only word that I can that comes to mind is just peace. It's just so yeah. peaceful, and it's your voice, and it's the way that you deliver it. It's just beautiful, and I think there's there's always somebody out there who needs to hear what you have to say, yeah. Yeah. right? And it's and we were talking about this the other day about you know, gosh, are, are you know how many people are really getting from getting anything from this, or are there people watching, or are people even benefiting from this? Yeah. But knowing that there's always one person. Yeah. And if it's that one person that asked for, you know, that asked for guidance, that asked mm-hmm. for a solution, that asked for, please bring me the person that's going to deliver this message I need. Well, you're, you're putting it out there. Yes. yes. It may not be on Facebook, but you're yeah. putting it out there. Someone's going to pick it up. Yes. Someone's going to receive that. And you need the, you're looking yeah. out for the signs. You yeah. have to be aware that mm-hmm. this is the sign. Don't let it, don't right. let the opportunity go. Yeah. I remember meeting this amazing lady over coffee. Um, she's also a breast cancer survivor. And she said these words to me, don't let your cancer go to waste. And that Ooh. stuck with me because I'm like, you know what? She is so right. I am, I, I cannot let my cancer go to waste. And that just made it even more, um, uh, you know, like... Uh, it, purposeful. It, yeah, purposeful. Mm-hmm. And I knew that... I even knew more than that this mm-hmm. is this is what's supposed to happen to me. And as you said, you're crazy to say that you were excited to have cancer. I'm like, yeah, Lisa, I just don't know what other word to use. But you know what? <laughs> I was excited because I knew it's going to take me to the next phase of my life. And I know I'm going to do this i've got it i just have to and i have to help people get through it as well mm-hmm. it's not the end of it's not the end of life it's a second chance at life well so i thank you for best. for leading the way you have in that because you saying those words that i'm excited it challenged my thinking a little bit. I'll be honest. I was like, is she crazy? She's a crazy one. <laughs> and, you know, and I remember thinking like, okay, like you said, your family or, or whoever it was that said to yeah. you, you're in denial. And I, yeah. I, for a minute, I felt that way. I was like, mm. gosh, is she just protecting herself because this is painful, you know, and no. I don't know what to do. And, you know, it, it's so hard, but it's like, no, you, from the inside out, you really Embraced knew. It. And you knew. And I remember you said to me one thing that really stuck with me. You said um, you knew why mm-hmm. this happened. And you were became so aware that it isn't just about the food we eat. It isn't just about you know, the toxicity that we're exposed to environmentally. Yes. But it's also about harboring resentment yes. fear pain it's carrying thoughts, that stuff around thoughts from the past that we that we carry deep inside mm-hmm. because no one in my family has breast cancer i have no family history and i really sat and thought about this and maybe that's what this was all about to sit and think about why am i burdening myself with all these things that do not serve me anymore why am i carrying these burdens with me when you know what they don't do anything for me anymore i need to let it go i need to be free I need to tell myself it's okay. You know, I need to start loving myself again and believing in myself and trusting myself and my instincts. That's one thing, you know, your, our gut, gut instincts, we need to be aware and listen to them because mm. they are there for a reason and they mm. never lie to us. They're always true to us. And we need to start listening to them more deeply. And and I just knew that, you know, this is this is something that is teaching me a big lesson in my life. 
You know, I mean, I'm, I mean, honestly, the support that I got from people all over the world who know me, who reached out to me, it just, I think I just felt like I was, you know, non-existent. I was living this life where I was doing what I needed to do. My husband was in here trying to be like a single mom, trying to do stuff. And, you know, you were in the rat race. Yeah, I was like, you know, I'm just doing what I needed to do. But once I got, when I got diagnosed with cancer, everybody reached. My cousin from L.A. flew down at least four times just to make sure I was fine. You know, I mean, it was just amazing. I just saw how much love I have, how many blessings I have from everybody, mm-hmm. people looking after me, people crying who I'm not even so close to. They would cry just because they heard I had cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's just amazing that you don't realize that mm-hmm. there are people out there who love you, who care for you. And you just need to be reminded of that. Mm-hmm. That You know what? You're not forgotten. You're you matter and mm-hmm. the know, effect here. that you have on people sometimes yeah. we just have no clue <clears throat> we have no until clue. something like that happens right yeah. where you're, you're because like, wow. you always you're just doing there you're just out there doing your thing you're strong and people are like oh she's okay she's got it yeah she's got it and you know but you don't realize that you know where these this is affecting you so when we carry stuff deep down inside fears and hatred and mm. Uh, jealousy, all these, yeah. we need to let that go because it's you know what stress. that manifests yeah. into stuff mm-hmm. like cancer or anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, for me it was cancer. For someone else, disease, it could be something else. Heart yeah. attacks. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. we need to teach our kids that. We need to teach the uh, upcoming generation that you know what, do not harbor these feelings. They're temporary, and you have the you have the power and the energy and the control well, to just let it go. It's all stress. It's all stress it to carry these things and to be conscious of them and carry them and hold these negative emotions yeah. it's stressful to the body it's it is. It, and, and so you know we're already exposed to a lot of stress in life with you know oh, yeah. traffic bills mm-hmm. relationships whatever we don't need anymore we don't and it's all cumulative Absolutely. right and so that's where meditation comes in because it allows yeah. you to be mindful be present and let all that crap go yeah yeah you know forgive and, yeah. and ask for forgiveness mm-hmm. that's how my meditation started I would just forgive the people who hurt me, and mm-hmm. I would ask for forgiveness from the people who I have hurt knowingly and unknowingly. Yeah, oh, and that so sets beautiful. you free. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness. Yep, that's a good. W- that's a good place for us to kind of transition. I wanna, I wanna give um, one final question to you, and that is, um, what are three things that you, that are just like, they're non-negotiables that you do every day that just move you in the direction that you're going towards your purpose what are three things that you could say to the listeners that are just have impacted you that have been something you do you practice every day um meditation is my my big thing for sure because i've seen how much it's helped me how much it's calmed me down i definitely meditation is my one thing and positive affirmations listening to positive Mm -hmm. stuff in the morning i do not listen to the the television Mm -hmm. politics news Anyone, people around me talk about it. I have no clue what's going on because I just <laughs> choose to just yep. just keep myself away from it. Um, you know, I, I, I just don't want to know. Um, and then just being grateful. Yep. Being very grateful. That's the biggest thing for me. Awesome. Thank yeah, you so, so much. Now, things. real quick, how can people find you? So I know on Facebook, you're on Facebook. It's Priya Kalra. It's K-A-L-R-A. Hey, yes. And what's your website? Um, it's Experimac dot com Chandler AZ we have the Chandler location this is a franchise um, so the Chandler location is mine and you can also find me on the t- on Lisa and uh, Chris's transforma- transformational living uh, Facebook page uh, where we do talks and meditation talks so awesome yeah thank you so much for joining us today thank it was you. great
Thank you so awesome. much, guys. Thank you very much. We'll Thank see you guys you. next Thank time. Thank you for being so inspiring, too. Thank yeah. you, guys. Thank you.